All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Those Who Pod, episode two. This is Reese back with WD and Pilliam. What's up, guys? What's going on? Doing well. And I know what you're thinking. Uh, you know, second week of the pod and you're already late. Understandable. But, um, you know, life happens. It's the off season. Uh, and we got some big stuff going on. So, but the basketball team is back. Uh, and what do you guys think? Uh, we back in the tourney? Um, I think we're definitely in a tourney. So that's, that's good at least. Um, cause for a while there, it, we weren't even charting on the NIT bracketologies. Um, but, uh, you know, keep piling up wins and you know, who knows, we could maybe get close to the bubble, uh, big one on Saturday against Indiana. Um, and yeah, la- la- I was at last night's game and, uh, that was a pretty weird 21 point win, but uh, the team pulled together and it's, it's feeling good right now. Feeling better than we have all year. It feels like. I mean, I don't think we're just going to be in the tourney. I think we're going to win the tourney. No, I'm just playing. We're not going to win the tourney, but like if we go to the NCAA, but like, (laughs) but like, no, I think we're in a great spot compared to where we were a few weeks ago, you know, after, you know, we got blown out of Penn state It was kind of, you know, that meme where it's like uh, the, the masculine urge to say, uh, we're 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 so up right now after saying it's over 20 minutes ago or whatever that's kind of where i'm at with this basketball team you know we're back we're living so you know we're at a live team right now so who's <laughs> looking good we're playing good the last couple of games look really nice three uh three oh record and we got like you know wd kind of just said we got that huge game versus iu i mean the season kind of relies on that a little bit it's a quad one win if we get it and you know i mean i i think anyone's beatable I think I think we can kind of beat anyone in the Big Ten, and I think we can lose anyone in the Big Ten. So it's kind of an interesting thing, you know. We got some uh, games coming up on schedule like Wisco, which I'm like, I, I don't really know if they're all that, but like, I definitely see a world where we could lose to them. Like, like <laughs> this whole Big Ten and this whole college basketball season, I feel like no one's great and no one's terrible. So I mean, Michigan could definitely, you know, have a run similar to last year. I think at this point, last year, really the exact same record. So I mean, I, I don't expect the exact same thing but like it, it would be funny for that to happen twice in a row so yeah i mean uh i against wisconsin we get them at home and then at third place i the struggles at the Cole center are very well known so i'm not really expecting much over there but uh we get them on senior day here so i, I am definitely expecting uh maybe not expecting but really hoping that we could take care of business when these final three home games because the team can't win on the road um it's just it's like night and day when the when the for road road game performances versus home game um as we saw with that iowa game which that one kind of hurts right now because that yeah. one we had, had that one like this is a new michigan you know we got we got doug really playing well i mean you know you know hunter's really picking it back up as far as you know being efficient in passing etc i mean kobe's just you know turned into a potential nba prospect over the last couple of weeks uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the same on the road struggles will continue, you know, truthfully. I mean, like Kobe looks like a whole different guy. Yeah. So we had, you know, three really close losses against good teams earlier in the year, uh, plus the one against Iowa. So kind of feels like this team's turning a corner a bit. Uh, got to do a bit against a better competition. Uh, but we just shot Nebraska out of the gym. Um, and yet yeah, to Pilliam, to your point, I was like, Texted someone during that game, like Michigan's back uh, while we're up, you know, 24 points. And then Nebraska immediately goes on a run. And I was like, delete, delete, delete. Uh, <laughs> and then and then Michigan, you know, pulls back away. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a game of runs. But 
uh, yeah, the team's looking good right now. At least they're fun to watch. Um, the Penn State game, not so much. But, uh, yeah, the last three games have been fun. Uh, I would say, you know, the Ohio State game, always always great to beat Ohio State. You want to talk about a program that's really struggling right now is the Buckeyes. Jeez. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like, I actually want to say, like, Thornton played a hell of a game versus like they he did a great job but like the rest of them, man that chris holman i know they kind of had you know a lot of injuries and you know it's kind of a whole new recruiting cycle but like man i thought we looked really good versus them you know we, we brought the intensity the guys see it really seemed to want to win that rivalry game and i mean you know that's that's always the biggest game on schedule whenever the buckeyes come that's an awesome win it, it's great to beat them whenever i think that's the first uh win for juan over coach uh coach howard over uh over holman so, I mean, hey, you know, let's kick them while they're down, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always nice to beat, beat those frauds in Ohio. So, I mean, hey, we're, we're looking good. Like, I mean, it, that was that was just a great win. I'm sure the atmosphere is great. I know, WD, you're probably there leading the charge. So, yeah, that the, yeah the atmosphere for that one was, I mean, the students brought it, which and that's pretty much nothing all who brought it. Best <laughs> um, base in the country, I think. <laughs> That game, uh, yeah, they never – They, I don't think they really even had a chance in that game. They, we led the whole way. Uh, it just seemed like they seemed pretty defeated, like, even at the start of the game, just with how their season's been going. And they, they know their ass, basically. I mean, they're, they're probably the 13th or 14th team in the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah, and then they got – I guess they have a good class coming in next year. But, I mean, they had that a couple years ago, too. And That won't save them from, uh, from, Kobe, yeah. from Kobe and Jet next year. Wait, th- that is not a real stat, is it? That Juwan's first win over Ohio State? I think it is. I no, we just, uh, beat, we just beat them. No, last it's just home one. Sorry, I, I missed one. Oh, first home one. Okay. I okay. misstated. Sorry. Was... <laughs> he only All beat right. someone at their house. He only beat someone that's away. Okay. Kind of the opposite of football thing until lately. Hey, no, no, no. We we just own them. We own we own that school. We, down, we so. do own Ohio State. I mean, the best part is when you you so you kick them in two years in football, and then you know they have no no hopes in basketball either. So they're they're really uh, they're really down right now, and I I love it. This is what we've been waiting for. I know, isn't it just been a huge flip as far as the sports? The last like ever since twenty twenty hit and that terrible year happened, we've just like flipped the narrative. It's so good. Oh my god, I want to kick them so hard when they're down. They so deserve it. It's great, great to see them flailing on Twitter. Um, yeah, they're. So down as a fan base. Um, but yeah, I mean, the uh, so the Ohio State game, Hunter uh, had one of his better games of the season, I would say. Um, and then we played Nebraska, and Hunter didn't even touch the ball till we were up like 20 points. So, um, you know, Doug really seems to be coming into his own. Uh, like you said, Kobe is uh, looking like an NBA prospect. And everyone's just cooking against Nebraska. Uh, one of those games where everything's falling, and it was fun to watch. And uh, but Dickinson was doing some, you know, making some great passes still, still having an effect on the game. And uh, Terrace Reed came in and uh, made some great plays. So really, uh, yeah, it looked like kind of a team effort. Whereas you know, you look at Ohio State, uh, they had the one player that was doing all right. Um, Nebraska had Tomanaga, who's a good player, but uh, Michigan looks like a Pretty complete team in the past few games against some middling competition. I mean, the Northwestern win was actually super underrated too. If we're gonna be honest, like no, I, really, I mean, Northwestern, like Boo Boo, he's like he's a, he's a menace out there. He's a really good player. Yeah, that one I did not see coming. I I didn't I expect, either. I expected that one to be lost just based I on well. they played us closer at home and. 
the road struggles. And so that was a very, very nice surprise. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Maybe yeah. the narrative is flipping, you know, maybe we're, we're experiencing our own little uh, 2020 here, you know, after that, after that horrific Penn state game that shall not be mentioned. Uh, you know, it seems like the team's had a real uh, change in mentality a little bit. I mean, you know, they, they've shown a lot of fight and, you know, I, I want to give them a lot of, a lot of credit for that. The whole team, you know, as far as one negative, I would say is uh kind of uh, our guy, Terrace Reed kind of getting some fouls. That, that's kind of been my one like negative downside the last couple games. You hit both free throws yesterday. That was awesome. He's going to yeah. get better at free throws. I'm still, I'm still a big Reed believer, but like the, you know, the bench was going wild. The student section was going wild when he hit those. Everybody knew what was up. That was, that was a really cool moment yesterday. <laughs> Gonna be crazy. Yeah. The best player in college basketball. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be good next year. He's gonna be a problem. Oh, he's but, gonna be uh, a problem. He's gonna be a Namesmith winner, you know. A lot of expectations true. on Paris Reed for me. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's gotta get those fouls in order, but uh, you know, he's got a little leeway coming off the bench. He's got Hunter exactly uh, as the main guy, so he can kind of come in and be aggressive and be physical. I'd rather have him be that physical, big body. Though. Exactly. Yeah, we've had some we've had some big guys be a little timid, uh, you know, in the past. So it's good to see, um, kind of someone be out, go out there and be a force. He's definitely got that dog in him, which is like his most like valuable trait. Like Doug also has that dog in him. I mean, Jet's been like shooting lights out too. He's got that like <laughs> offensive dog in him, you know. True. We're like watching dogs develop, you know, with Michigan basketball, which is kind of the coolest part. You know, it's it's weird whenever whenever this program seems to hit around like. February, just the dog comes out. It's like a werewolf, you know. It is. It is. I mean, hey, uh, January, January, Juwan, Juwan. Um, all right, that <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> I gotta delete that one. Um, <laughs> so, all right, I have a take though that Doug McDaniel will have a career. Similar to, if not better, than Derek Walton and Xavier Simpson. I think he already looks. I think he already looks better as a freshman than they did. I agree. Um, and he's he's improving rapidly. He's a better shooter than Xavier by far. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I think he the hook he'll, shot like him though. He he doesn't have the hook yet, but he's got the floater. Um, he does and, have that crazy floater. It is cool. <laughs> it is really fun. Yeah. Off the high glass, too. So it's kind of similar. Um, Xavier didn't really develop that hook until, I want to say, his junior year. Um, so, you know, he's got some time. Maybe maybe Xavier comes back, coaches him up a bit. Uh, yeah, who knows? I, I, I tend to agree. I think that, like, you know, if we're following, you know, current trajectory, I'd say, I'd say, yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat X as far as, you know, like program point guards. I think just above him is, like, Trey. Trey Burke and, and who else really? You know, I mean, Derek Walton's right next to him. I mean, you know, probably like a, I'd probably say a little bit not as good as X in his college career, but still great, you know, for his time. I mean, I, I think Doug's going to be another great point guard. I, I kind of agree with that take, you know, I mean, not to be the, the, the Michigan slappy or whatever, but like, you know, I kind of agree with it. Yeah, it just feels like we're kind of getting back on track with the point guards after, uh, you know, chopping around for a few years there. Um, we were kind of spoiled there. Uh, we had, you know, Trey right into Derek Walton, right into Xavier. So um, feels good to get back on track and hopefully uh, Doug stays for a while. All right. And we're back. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody. Apologies for my technical difficulties. I lost internet. Um, so yeah, we were talking about basketball, the Michigan basketball team specifically. <laughs> yeah, getting uh, you know things are looking a lot better, and I don't. I mean, about a month ago, I was like laughing at the very notion of even looking up Joe Lenardi bracketology, and now it's something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're gonna win it all. You know, this is the year. No, I'm not playing. I mean, we should be uh, should be pretty good. I mean, it's just all about this IU game on Saturday. And you know, I mean, to me, the real keys to victory and the guy that I'm really worried about is Jalen Hood Shafino. So I watch a lot of IU, actually. And like Jalen Hood Shafino, I mean, he's six six guard. I mean, he's a he's an absolute freak. I don't know like how we're gonna guard him. And obviously, you know, I got Trice Jackson Davis too. Like those are the two guys that are really scary. And I mean. You know, it, it's going to be a hard challenge for the guys. I mean, I, like, we really got to get someone. I, I assume it's probably going to be T-Will on uh, Trice Jackson Davis. I mean, he can put up 25 on you easily. And with Hood Shafina or someone like a – or anyone like a, oh, like Miller Cop out there who can really, you know, like light you up from deep. I mean, I use a very dangerous team right now, and they're kind of hitting their peak. If, you know, if anyone's been watching their season, they beat Purdue a couple weeks ago and embarrassingly they rushed the floor, which they should not be doing if you're Indiana. <laughs> won six national or five national titles like never do that again but i mean you know they've got some they've got some big kids you know you got guys that are rebounders like jordan geronimo uh race thompson's good you know just off the bench trey galloway i think is just not very good and that's somewhere that's that's a matchup i actually really like michigan and michigan in favor of is doug you know doug in that that position versus trey galloway i really like where we're at there but like there's guys like bates coming off the bench where you know for iu or like that's a really tough challenge for us so, you know, a guy like Baker, like, really needs to step up this game. You know, he has been lately, and Dickinson and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, we could try to get, you know, some like Trace Jackson Davis in foul trouble just due to the athletic difference that he might, you know, make a mistake. So, I mean, you know, this this IU game, you know, could really salvage this whole season. It's kind of been, you know, up and down and, you know, mostly down, but it had some ups. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm about as excited as can be, but, I mean, IU, like, I've watched a good amount of IU basketball this year, and they're a pretty solid team. They're a very solid quad one win. And they're very well coached. Woodson's an incredible head coach there. I mean, you know, I, I really like the job he's done there. It's going to be a real challenge for the guys. I mean, you know, I think, you know, the defense should probably stay back more into a 2-3 and not that 1-2-2 two, two zone. You know, just kind of how they kind of play. They have some nice outside shooters, but, like, to me, when they lose, they tend to lose because their shooting's not on. You know, Trice Jackson Davis is going to do what he's going to do. But, like, you can shut down the Miller Cops, the Bates. I think Xavier Johnson's still hurt. But, like, those are the guys you kind of have to shut down. And Galloway, like, having a Galloway three in your head, like, how goofy he's out and he plays out there, like, we can't have that. If he's shooting threes on us, it's over. You know, so that's kind of the biggest thing, at least as far as I'm taking the IU game this Saturday. All right. Yeah, it's a big chance for a signature win this year. Um, and we need some revenge from that Big Ten tournament game last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always want some some IU revenge, you know. Absolutely. Personal. It's so, I mean, they beat us like, you know, so my dad went to IU, but he, uh, so he brings us up. He's like always in the 1981 national title. We beat Michigan three times. And I'm always like, dad, I was not even a thought yet. Please stop telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, please stop telling me about the one, whatever championship you guys beat us like three times in one season. Like, I, I do not care. <laughs> so it's always that nice was the family uh... rivalry. My whole family went to IU. So I, I get this is a very personal rivalry for me. So I, I that's why I watch a lot of Hoosier basketball. So I'm excited. I know 
WD is about the biggest Hoosier hater I know. So. Oh yeah, um, that year you mentioned that was actually the year they went uh, undefeated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever game, so they beat everyone that year. And we actually had a really good team that year. No, we just, were great. Yeah, it, it's just uh, kind of sucks though, like because you know you had that team in your conference, like the last undefeated team in basketball. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Thank God for 2015 Kentucky losing to Wisconsin. Actually, the, right there, I'll actually appreciate Wisconsin right there. That was nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the Indiana leads the all-time series by quite a lot just because they've had a long-standing tradition. But, uh, you know, Michigan's won nine of the last ten, and it was nine in a row until that Big Ten tournament um, lost last year. So, uh, yeah, the, these, these guys know nothing but beating these guys. So, you know, we'll see what happens in this area. Hopefully the crowd's good because you know Indiana's going to travel, especially because they're good now. Oh, yeah. No, those Hoosiers going to be all over the place. I mean, they they travel when they suck. So, like, I I, I hope Michigan fans are going to be showing up because I don't want to see a lot of red in there. I mean, we got to get the townies going. I mean, we probably should. I think I think it will sell out. I mean, it's like they're, they're a really good team, and this is kind of the season. I mean, I think, you know, that Ohio State game might have woke some up a little bit. All right. So uh so we got a college basketball hot take segment. Um someone want to lead this on off? Yeah, I'll for sure. Unless, unless you want to go WD. No, you can go ahead. I was thinking. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think as far as hot takes, I think two of the final four big four two of the final four teams will be Big Twelve teams. I don't know, extremely hot take. The best conference in basketball will be the best conference in basketball. But I, I, I do honestly believe that they're, like, incredible. Like, I've watched it. Like, now that I've actually put the time in and been, like, watched a good amount of games, they're honestly incredible as a conference. I've never seen anything quite like it as far as their strength. I, they're stronger than I've ever remembered the Big Ten being. Every team's good. Every Night in, night out. The only team that sucks is, like, Texas Tech, which good. I'm glad they suck. I hate Texas Tech. But, I mean, I think those teams are incredible. I think another team I really like coming to the tournament is Miami. Which I know it's kind of biased, but like you know, I, I think the Hurricanes are like legit. Like, like Larry uh, has that that team running right now down there. You know, with Isaiah Wong, and they have some really nice transfers that have really been nice down there. That's another team I really like. And I think the ACC is just underrated overall. I, I know people are like, hey, like you know, Carolina's kind of been a disappointment, and Duke's obviously not as good as they have been. But like, I mean, Duke's an incredibly young team. They have a nice guy. I think a Filipinski number thirty. I don't think it's Filipinski. It's some it's some SKI name, um, you know. But like, there's they've got some bugs. Clemson's the best team in the conference somehow. They have like a, not, a lot of nice teams. I think they're kind of underrated. I think the pack is kind of you know it's kind of us in the pack as far as the worst. But I mean, like you know, I think another hot take I'd have is that you know I don't know if we have if the big if a Big Ten team makes the Elite Eight. That's kind of another one of my hot takes. I kind of put those two up there as you know half the half the half the Final Four would be Big Twelve, and the other one would be I don't think a Big Ten team makes the makes the Elite Eight. How about this one? I don't think a Big Ten team makes it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, including Purdue. Okay, well, they're going to be a one seed. I that see, I wanted to say that too. Honestly, I did. I mean, if, it, if one seeds last, they lose to eights and nines. That that's nothing. That's nothing that crazy, really. I mean, it'd be really funny if they were to lose to a sixteen. But uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go that far with it. I think. Uh, I don't know. I just Matt Painter. He he just does not have it when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I mean. No, I understand. My my big concern is how the hell is you know little sisters of the of the poor are going to stop you know Zach Eady 
he, if he gets in like foul trouble or just uh he's not getting in foul trouble. A bad day. Well, no big <laughs> ten reps, bro. I mean, it could happen. No, I, I totally agree. Matt Pan is a total fraud, you know, in the in the once it hits March. But I mean, like, it's hard for like they just don't call fouls on ED for whatever reason, or three seconds, which I guess just doesn't exist in basketball anymore. Those are kind of, I mean, I, I could see it though. Like, I, w- I wouldn't shock me if they ran into like a like a like a Davidson or something and just kind of got lit up from outside. But I mean, part of me wants part of me wants to see to, to see to see it all just burn down and spectacularly and see them just get dropped by a sixteen somehow. That would be oh, it'd be great. Hey, I'd love it. Burn. You would see no one cheering harder for that. But like, I mean, honestly, okay, I'll say it about Purdue. I don't mind if Purdue does well because they've they've helped us a lot of times in sports. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can't forget what happened in 2021. They, they're real for that. Football. Yeah. Yeah, they, they helped us there. I mean, look, they, Purdue has gotten us, like, a, has done us a lot of solids. Of all the Big Ten teams, I always kind of, like, I hope Purdue does well, like, actively. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, 2018 Ohio State was amazing. Rondell yeah, Moore is always one of my favorite athletes ever just because of what he did. That, that, like, performance was literally incredible. So I'm always a Purdue guy. I'm always secretly like hoping they do well. Whenever they like when they beat us a few weeks ago, like eh, okay, like you know, like I, I guess I'll lose to them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think they're our our Big Ten West friends. Um, you know, the team that I probably have the least animosity towards on that side or any side of the Big Ten. Yeah, they help. Not us. Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern. Northwestern only because we've lost them a few times in basketball. Um, I remember one time specifically, I think it was, it might've been my freshman year, uh, losing to them at home in basketball. Uh, so Northwestern, actually, I think we also lost to Purdue in football my home, at home my freshman year. So oh my yeah. Um, you know, some rough times back in the day, but, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Northwestern Purdue, um, right, right next to each other. Purdue's got a little more success. I think Northwestern is kind of just more of an afterthought, kind of similar to Rutgers. There's a lot of alumni share between us and Northwestern, I think. Yeah, I mean, True. have you have you ever met like a Northwestern like non alum or student fan? Because I haven't. I live in I Chicago, and I think I've met one Northwestern grad since I've lived here. Oh, my mom is. <laughs> she <went> to- <laughs> <laughs> She's a Northwestern. She's a Wildcat, you know, for grad school. So we do know a Wildcat right. by proxy. I right, respect that. I know, I know. Big respect, big ups to her. I mean, you know, if I apply to grad school, I don't, I don't know if I will, but you know. So yeah, Maybe. Purdue do getting dropped early. Um, yeah, I think my hot take would have to be that Michigan is going to not only make the tournament, but once again make it farther than any other Big Ten team. You think that that very well could be the second round? Who knows? <laughs> There's just no way. There, w, there's no way round one with with that seven foot four giant that like Stephen F. Austin could put up with that. There's no chance. I'm sorry. It's, I think it's gonna happen like round two or three. They're out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I I just I'll believe it when I see it with Matt Painter. He's a great regular season coach. Oh no, he totally is. I totally understand. You know, what I could see kind of making a run in the, in the tournament is IU actually. Oh. I think they have some nice pieces, like legitimately. Like I've watched them get a like good bit. They could they seem like a team that could get hot. Like they have try they have Jackson Davis. They got some guys, man. They really do. I, I just the only thing I think the weak part of their team is their point guard room. I'm just not a Galloway fan at all. I just think he's total just not that good. 
I miss Archie Miller. <laughs> Where's he? Is he at Rhode Island now? Where's he at? I'm surprised anyone has him really, but uh, I know he should be an analyst somewhere, like like Tom Crean is. Yeah. What do we think of Tom Crean, the analyst? I actually kind of like it. I haven't. Uh, is he with? Is he with Big Ten Network or is he ESPN? ESPN. Oh, okay. He was with yeah. BTN for a bit, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind him that much. I mean, I, I didn't like him much for when he was Indiana's coach, but oh no, uh, I think the uh, Harbaugh uh, being his like brother-in-law kind of like like dumped some cold water on that heat, like hatred towards him. But uh, him getting him getting canned too after winning the Big Ten title. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was kind of their uh, their whole Nebraska football moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> Brad Stevens. They're gonna have Brad Stevens come in. I remember that. That was <laughs> crazy. I do remember that. They said Calvin Sampson. They fired him for like calling up recruits. That's always a big one too. Now he's at Houston doing all right. If he would have stayed there, they would have been. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they would be like if he got hired there today. Oh my God, dude, that program would be absurd right now. Because I mean, look at him at Houston, and he, he, I mean, it would have been. I, I think he would have been had like similar success to Bob Knight, honestly, if he had stayed there. But that thankfully did not happen i'll say this i don't think houston's a top three team at all i've watched them a lot that's probably another hot take i do not think they're top three i've watched them a good amount now they are always they're always in a battle for their lives versus temple they're always struggling like in the american it's every week it's every game if you just watch if you stat watch it till halftime they will be down i guarantee you and then second half they'll come back and win by like six or seven yeah, like, mid-major yeah, frauds. Mid-major frauds. Uh, teams do. are yeah. always frauds until proven otherwise to me. Yeah, they seem like he's going to match up with someone in the Sweet Sixteen and just get smoked. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see them go against some of the athletes in the Big Twelve. Um, well, you want to wait too long to for that. That'll happen, yeah. happen next year. There you go. You also think he's also really good as, as Xavier. I think Xavier's really good. I think Sean Miller's got those guys going really good down there. Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, kind of hoping uh, Ohio State don't fire Chris Holtman because I, I have a feeling that uh, Sean Miller, that would be someone they could go after. And Oh, you're right. I didn't even put that together. Because I mean, that that's what scary. I think that's what they did with Thad Mata. I, th- I think he was at Xavier, maybe Butler or something like that. And... Thad Mata? Where was it? You know, let me look it up. I'll confirm. But yeah, it's it, it's it's nice having uh, it, it's nice not having Ohio State good in basketball. That was because uh, I when I was a kid that they they were like really good, and that was really annoying because uh, their football was always really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Yeah, <laughs> he was at the X before uh, before he came to Ohio State. You're right, man. I mean, I think that they're they're really holding down this whole uh, recruiting class, and like I think a hot take would be he does get fired in the offseason. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, me either. Uh, their AD is like he gave him like the vote of confidence and everything. I think he, they extended him too. I mean, he's. I think he's a good coach. I do. I just uh, he's not getting the results there. I'm actually I mean, surprised. He's honestly, a perfect this. coach for us. He's a coach that's good and it will beat us a game or two. But like, I don't ever think he'll win anything significant. Like the like the perfect head coach for us, actually, from Michigan perspective. I mean, they got that uh, Oral Roberts uh, performance. <laughs> that that's an all-time great performance, right there. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think a- any other hot takes we got as far as college basketball this season? 
think that's it for me. I haven't watched too much outside of Michigan. All right, all right, you know. All right. I'm finally getting into the season, you know. I'm finally watching. <laughs> it's like February. <laughs> I know, I'm finally getting into the season, you know. It's always football season. There's no football off season, you know. That's kind of my feeling, you know. I'm, I'm too I'm too concerned about uh, Partridge right now. True. So, so great segue. Chris Partridge is back as a football coach. Uh, what kind of coach? Nobody's sure, but he is a football coach, and he's going to help us out with recruiting. Um, and save our classes and bring in Jaden Davis. So, welcome back, Chris Partridge. How do you feel yeah, about this one? I love it. I he was a great recruiter when he was here. He brought in some really high ranked guys. So there was a few of them who didn't turn out, uh, but you know, the, most of them did. And uh, hopefully, we can get back into New Jersey because that kind of went away after. I mean, I remember 2016, 2017, we were going in there and just cleaning house cleaning up just taking everyone and uh once he left that kind of went away so hopefully that that will change we can get back in there yeah we really got to uh get in there and stop the shiano man from building up that program at Rutgers. so uh archers back in there i mean chris partridge i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be cool i mean like i actually do have a concern though not the program has changed. We left in 2019. The program is in a very different spot. I'm kind of concerned that we, we've kind of like we've heard this notion that like we're recruiting different guys now as compared to where we were in like 2019. We were trying to get the highest five stars. And it obviously worked out like Dax Hill and stuff like that, which he brought in. He was the primary recruiter for. Are, like, are we still going to go after those guys with like the era of NIL, like the era of, you know, like of like Michigan culture being number one overall and getting guys that want to buy in more so than like the super high rated guys? Are we 100% sure he's still going to pull in the same type of classes? Because I'm honestly thinking that he won't. And, like, not to, like, not to discredit him. I think he's a great recruiter. Obviously, he wouldn't do what he's doing, you know, if he wasn't as good of a recruiter as he is. And, obviously, we, we the, the track record's there. But, like, I just kind of think Michigan's program has changed. So, like, I'm happy to see him back. Like, I know his talent and stuff like that as far as on the recruiting trail, which is really where he shines. But, like, I don't know if we're going to be bringing the same guys that we were trying to bring in, you know, now four years ago. Yeah, I think uh, I think there might be at some point be somewhat of like a vetting process going on where the coaches kind of get a sense of if a guy is really, you know, if he's if he's going to be a guy that's bought or a guy that's kind of picking a place to go and then working for NIL stuff. And I, I don't think it would be very smart to spend much time on guys who are just kind of waiting to get paid like by anyone at any time. Um, I, I, I like the approach we've taken. Uh, the culture has obviously been really good, and I don't think we should jeopardize it by changing it, even if things open up a little bit with the NIL with uh, President Ono. And if there's any changes there where guys are getting are allowed to get paid, I, I really don't think you want to jeopardize what we've got right now because we've got a really good thing. It's it's like a really strong like link of chains. Yeah, so I think there's always going to be those five stars who are, you know, more thinking about themselves and uh, maybe their NFL future. And then there's going to be those five stars who want to go to college and win and, uh, you know, are less worried about NIL, more worried about player development and winning. So, yeah, I think we'll keep going after those guys. Um, Those, you know, they're still tough to pull. Uh, Five stars are always tough to pull. So um, there's but there's always going to be, you know, those. Rashawn Gary's or Jabril Peppers or whoever it is, uh, JJ McCarthy, um, 
that we have an in with. And uh, yeah, I think we'll still, still be going after those guys and then just kind of filling around uh, them with the Rod Moores and the, uh, you know, the Blake Corms and those guys. Absolutely. I think another good hire that's kind of been kind of flying on the radar is Kirk Campbell as the new uh, quarterbacks coach. It seems like the recruiting there is changing as well. Cause I like, I, I see they're starting to reach out to more guys, especially in 2025. They've reached out to like three kids, I think. You know, as compared to like the one quarterback approach that we've kind of been doing now with the whole Dante Moore, now Jaden Davis situation, which I was just listening to the 24 seven on a live stream with Sam Webb on it. And I mean, it seems like the Jaden Davis thing's going well. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a, kind of an interesting uh, thing going on. So hopefully, you know, with Kirk Campbell coming in, I mean, it seems like, you know, people really seem to like him, you know, as far as a personality. So, I mean, there's potential there for him to be a really good recruiter. Yeah. I, um, I don't really understand why we would well with that one quarterback approach. I mean, uh, you're really putting all your eggs in one basket and it, it, the basket broke in 2023 and, you know, hopefully we can get Jaden Davis. And cause if not, it'll be in the portal. Right. And that's, that's not, that's not what we want. We want to get, we want to get guys like, you know, out of high school, like JJ. Cause I mean, that's JJ's the best quarterback Harbaugh has ever had here. And oh, by far. not out of the portal. Well, yeah. I mean, Shea Patterson was pretty good. We can get a whole discussion. I think Shea Patterson was all right. I'm just—I mean, he was all right, but like, <laughs> he was—he was pretty good. He's okay. He's overhated. Couldn't play defense to save his life, though. Yeah, Shea Patterson was not a good defender. Yeah, especially against Terrible, Ohio State. Actually. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah, things are looking up with the coaching hires. Jim Harbaugh always, you know, has a great coaching tree. Um, makes a lot of great hires. So. Looking to continue that. Uh, and so next we got Blake Corum. He he guaranteed a national championship yesterday. Um, I love it. Um, can't imagine thinking otherwise. Uh, other fan bases don't care what you have to th- say or think. Um, yeah, exactly what I want to hear from Blake Corum. Uh, pumping up the crowd at the game. And uh, I believe him. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, that's that's the attitude you want to have. I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's like disrespecting anyone saying that. I mean, that's that's why these guys came back is to do better than we've done the past couple of years, which these past couple of years have been amazing. But they want better. And that's that's awesome that we're, we're thinking about that, thinking about taking that next step and winning the national championship. I, I remember in years past where. I mean, this was the case for a long time. You never heard guys talk about the national championship. It was just kind of a thing that, like, was not really discussed. It was win the Big Ten, go to the Rose Bowl, and then see what happens if we're undefeated. Uh, obviously, it's different nowadays without the polls and all any of that crap from back in the day. But, uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's a completely different approach. And um, it's just, again, it just speaks to the culture that these guys are confident and uh, they they have the results to – you know, have that confidence. It's not just it's like, you know, it would like, for example, like uh, Mel Tucker, if you come out and say that, you know, <laughs> that would just be absolutely <laughs> absurd, you know, but, uh, you know, got what a 12 and two season, a 13, one season, the last two years, that's, you can absolutely say things like that and be taken seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, this is just the natural progression with the programs that we're bringing back 80% of production in the whole team. I mean, one of like the four highest in the country We made the playoffs last year. And, you know, we, we lost the game. I think we should have won. I think that, you know, the guys know that. And like, I think that, you know, not like just as a program, I think mentality is incredibly important. I think 
when Michigan's mentality changed from, you know, oh, let's go out there and try our best or whatever until, like, like you know, we'll give our arm to beat Ohio State or whatever. That's when things, like, really change for the program. And I think that's super important, just your mentality going into things. And I think that this team probably has, like, you know, the best mentality for that national championship run because, I mean, this year it kind of felt like a kind of spread out mentality where it's like, hey, you know, we got to, like, beat Michigan State, Ohio State, and then we got to win the Big Ten, and then we got to like, win the national title. That's, like, four goals. That's, like, really hard to be, like, you know, all on top of. And I think that, you know, one of the mistakes programs made, particularly one that comes to mind is Clemson, where they do this thing like, oh, poor old Clemson, like, oh, no one takes us seriously. Like, no, you're Clemson. Like, you're always going to be taken seriously. Like, Georgia did that this year. I know it worked out very well for them. But, like, they said, like, oh, people thought we were going to go 7-5 and five this year. Like, no one said you were going 7-5 and five this year. Man, that's ridiculous. But, like, I, I kind of want Michigan football to kind of have this mentality of being, like, we're going to, like, just – we're just going to go out and win, like, like whether you like it or not. It's just how we're going to do it. Like, like we're just going to go out and win every single game we can. Or, like, you know, like, we're not going to play like this, you know, like, oh, we're the underdog, no one respects us type of mentality. I think that mentality is obnoxious. I think it actually comes back to bite people like Clemson. Or eventually, like, you know, it kind of falls, you know, like once you've won three national titles or whatever, it's kind of like, you know, like people obviously respect you or like Georgia. It's like obviously people respect you like that. That that whole shtick won't work forever internally motivating. So, I mean, I, I really like the motivation where it's like, hey, you know, we're coming back just to achieve this goal of winning the national title. And you see it in all the marketing. I think, you know, like one of like the first things of the first season program, or like offseason training program was like like Houston or bust or something. It's like that's awesome. Like that's how it should be. So I think that's a super important thing, you know, from like the leadership team, you know, with like Jim Harbaugh and the rest of the staff seems to be putting out there is like, hey, like we're going to win this national championship or like that or like the season was a failure. And that's a lot of expectations. You know, it's it's super hard to come out here and be like, hey, you know, you have to win a national title and like win the all like win the entire sport. That's really hard to do. But like I, I'm glad that they seem to be embracing it. So, I mean, it's really exciting. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited that you know, he came on and said that, you know, it's it's just something that uh. Hopefully, you know, how many months from now, what, 11 or, you know, what I mean, around 11 months from now that we can go look back and say, you know, it's a bit prophetic in a way. So, I mean, I, I love it personally. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it feels like as Michigan fans, we've kind of had a lot of players leave a year early or, uh, you know, not at least not come back, not surprise us with a comeback. So um, you love to see players come back and talking about not just a Big Ten championship, but a national championship. And. It feels like the past couple of years, we've been getting a lot of monkeys off backs. Uh, we went, you know, had to go beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, uh, obviously beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten. And then even this past year, we had to go beat, win at Kinnick. Uh, you know, we beat MSU and OSU in the same year for the first time in forever. And, um, and yeah, we uh, ran it back in the Big Ten. Uh, didn't finish all our goals, but it kind of feels like the national championship is the one thing left. Uh, for this team and we've got everyone returning from the past two seasons basically um you know the the one team the only team with a quarterback returning uh from the college football playoff uh feels like you know we're as set up as anyone is to do it um outside of maybe georgia so uh yeah i think i, I think we absolutely have a shot this year at least to make it if not win it and uh yeah i mean last year i think they kind of you know met or exceeded expectations up into that last game. So I think it's just about getting all the way through the season this year. Yeah. I mean, this is the last year of the uh, four team playoff after that uh, making the playoff is not going to be the accomplishment that it is right now, because you only got four out of like 131, I think it is now teams that make it. That's, that's very, very small percentage of the sport. 
Um, so like when he when he goes to twelve, uh, it's going, you know, when it goes up to twelve, I believe it is right, twelve team playoff. Yeah, expanding to twelve. Um, that's you know that's kind of just going to be the expectation is to make the playoff. Then like, because I mean, if you're not a top twelve team, that's that's pretty far away from what we are right now. So that that's and that that goes for really any team uh, making the playoff going forward beyond this next season isn't going to be as impressive as it as it is right now um that would that would be really i i I don't think there's a big 10 team that's made it three college football playoffs in a row really not a hard start no uh it's kind of just off the top of my head i might have to check that you're right you know i'll I'll confirm but so yeah that would be that would be really cool to do that and finish it with a national title and go into the 12 team format yeah, that's actually a great point. This is the year to do it. And uh, obviously, as the team is set up, you know, Blake Corum coming back, uh, likely, you know, a lot of players last year. Um, this is definitely the season uh, to do it. And, you know, nobody's going to outwork Blake Corum. So when he says that, uh, I trust him. And I know that, you know, this team's in good hands. Actually, you're 100% right. Ohio State's longest streak was two. Yeah. 19. Let me confirm. From uh, 2019 to 2020 to 2020 uh, 20 to 2021. That's their longest streak was two. So, yeah, if we make it this third year, I mean, you know, we pass them, you know. That, that would be nice. And then, you, you mean, make it three times in the four-team playoff. That, that's really I'm hard. I'm chances, too. I'm liking our chances <laughs> here to pass them, you know. I'm, I'm excited about Kyle McCord. I watched some highlights this week, and I won't get to it. <laughs> I, I like what I see. Okay. A checkdown merchant, as, as, as I would loosely call him. Who, who do you think is better between him and Cade McNamara? Oddly enough, kind of similar players. The only thing, the only difference I really noticed between the two is that from what I saw from McCord was like just a ton more rollouts and he's just taller and like could maybe run. I think Cade might actually be a better runner, but like McCord's just taller, but like I do not like his arm strength at all. He just throws like, he throws nothing. Like he just kind of throws, he's always throwing checks downs. That's all he does. And like, because we throws deep, it just it doesn't look that good, at least in highlights. So like, maybe like next year he comes up slinging it like Stroud. But like, I like where the fuck guy's quarterback room is at. I'm very excited, honestly. I didn't want to like put that out too crazy, but like, I'm excited about that quarterback room. Yeah, I mean, you wonder with with having all those receivers. I mean, if he's if he's like a checkdown king, I mean, how is that going to work? I mean, it's not they're not going to have Stroud giving them getting them the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe they try to build. Marvin Harrison's just not that type of receiver, man. You know, did you see the guy uh, built to go deep. I don't know if you guys saw the Georgia, the player who uh, knocked him out of the uh, playoff game. Uh, he did it like an autograph signing recently. Yeah, that's, uh, that was pretty, that's pretty messed up. Of the hit, and he, he signed the inscription on the picture as a night-night. Yeah, that was messed up, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I took that picture, like said you couldn't use that picture, like without my consent or whatever. It's so, like they're in like double trouble, man. That that was messed up. Yeah, man, I don't like the book as much as the next guy. That was a crazy hit. That was so dirty. Yeah, that. I mean, both those playoff games, the Big Ten teams got hosed on targeting. Yeah, no, Colston for sure got screwed. Yeah, he got screwed for sure. Yeah, he got hit. He got hit in the head. That was ridiculous to not call that. I I don't understand like the methodology there, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Um, so moving on, I have the take of all takes for this football season. Um, and you guys are going to love this one because it's based on a hand time three cone drill. Amarion Walker, cornerback number two. 
that would be very, very interesting. And if hell, I, I'm rooting for him because if he's going to get that spot, that means he's earned it. Just like Mike Sainer still, we all thought, you know, going to that, going into the off season, hearing him working out at uh, nickel. I, I don't think a lot of people were thinking good about that. And it turned out to be, he was just that damn good. So I hope Mara Walker takes that spot. I mean, the guy's got all the physical tools you'd want at corner, like the ideal like NFL corner. He'd kind of be like another Will Johnson if he's if he can be that low. He's he has all the athleticism to make it work. I mean, the guys on the recruiting circuit for Michigan just love his athleticism. They always did. He's 6'3, 180. He's got the he's got the right build profile. So I mean, you know, if they if that if that conversion's going on, but like at the same time, you know, I mean, I'm really excited about at the same time. I'm kind of liking some of our recruits. I, I really like, you know, like uh, Jair Hill, I like a lot. Like, I think that, you know, he's got, like, kind of edge to him, which I really like. I mean, he's highly rated. So, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of him. Guys like Cameron Calhoun. There's guys coming in that corner that could fill that CB2. And, like, McBurrows that are right here. You know, that I think, I think honestly, the more the more we're going on into the offseason, the more comfortable I'm feeling about CB2. They're going to figure out something. You know, they, they developed, you know, Sanders still into a nice corner, you know, a nice nickel. But, like, you know, Marion Walker, I mean, hey, you know, throw him out there. You know, let's see it. I mean, he has the physical tools. So, you know, if we have two, six, two or above corners that can run like what? He runs like a four, two, six or something they measured for Marion Walker. I mean, I'm, Will Johnson seems incredibly quick. I mean, good luck throwing. I mean, okay. You know, and then you got Mason Graham up the middle. You got Junior Colson back there. You got a lot of safeties that are, you know, still developing. You got NHG coming back. Uh, good luck. I mean, I'm, I'm about as excited as it be for that defense. So, I mean, I, the more we go on, the more comfortable I am about CB2. I think we'll be okay no matter who it is. But there is a world. I mean, it could happen. Is Sanders still happening? I mean, you know, I didn't see it at first, and, you know, I was completely wrong. So, I mean, you know, if there's a guy with this physical profile, I, mean, I think this coaching staff could do it. I mean, even yeah. if he's a contributor and gets snaps at corner, and maybe you don't have to be a starter. I mean, just to get some, some like, spell a starter at CB2 for a couple of plays. And as a suitable replacement, I mean that that would be great. Um, I mean, is there a crazy world where we can play in both ways? Well, that's the thing is, uh, we don't really need him at receiver this year. I think Darius Clemens and Tyler Morris, probably both in his class, have a, a quicker uh, route to playing time this year. And not to mention, you know, Cornelius Johnson coming back, Roman Wilson. Uh, we got a lot of, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of guys uh, play at receiver, so. It's a it's a crowded room. Um, I, I think it's probably still most likely someone like Jaden McBurrow, someone that's, you know, already on the roster uh, who will probably take that CB2 spot, especially to start the season. But um, we did see Amarion Walker get some gameplay last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Richard Sherman, uh, famous for switching to cornerback as like a 6'3", 6'4", guy. Um, guy. Yeah, it, yep, under Harbaugh. Um, obviously, it's tough for those six four guys, but you know, <laughs> he clearly has the quickness for it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, guys like Jair Hill or Cameron Calhoun, uh, you can see them kind of come on later in the season. But even Will Johnson didn't really establish himself until later in the year. So I think Amarian Walker, as like you know, a guy who's already been on campus for a year, um, he's got a whole off season to figure it out. I think you could definitely see him. Uh, make some noise at cornerback this year. And that's an absolute wet dream as a Michigan fan. I mean, uh, you got Jesse Minner coming back. Um, and CB2 is really the main 
uh, position of question right now. And other than that, uh, we're pretty confident. So, um, yeah, it's just like if he sticks at cornerback, I'm just this is kind of out of thin air. Like I'm just making this up. I have no inside info that he's like practicing there or anything. Um, But if if that were to happen, that would be uh, pretty. pretty Actually, like I just like heard Sam Webb. Apparently they are trying or something. Okay, I saw. I yeah, I saw like a paywalled article that was like, "There's a yeah. position switch on the horizon" or something like that. And yeah, I, I was like twenty four seven live stream before I came on here, so like I'm very knowledgeable at the moment. I'm Sam Webb, okay, free <laughs> game on the, on the nice. live stream. Uh, so Omarion Walker is the position switch then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, I've always been a fan of guys switching positions. I mean, look at guys like Logan Thomas, who, you know, he was a quarterback at Virginia Tech, and then, you know, he switched to a tight end, and now he's had, like, a what, like, eight-year NFL career? Like, always, it's just so, if a coach tells you to switch a position, that's just, like, a word of advice. Just do it. They know what yeah. they're talking about. Especially Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely do it. Like, Tebow should have went, you know, tight end in 2008, but, like, you know, just, you know they decided to play quarterback. I mean, it worked out in college, but, like, you know, it, you know, the NFL level just didn't work out. I mean, do it, you know, I, I mean, if they think it could work, they clearly know the, like the traits they're looking for. So, I mean, I'm, I trust, I trust their coaching staff more than anyone in the country to develop kids. So let's do it. It is a podcast host. I'm contractually required to mention that Logan Thomas was a basketball player. Oh yeah, you're right. You're, you are right. So was Logan, uh, Logan Thomas. Uh, is that the guy from Virginia Tech? Yeah. yeah, he went. He's at the Redskins. He was the uh, quarterback for Virginia Tech, and now he's uh, what, like a tight end? I think he right. Yeah, no, he's still. Yeah, I think he's on the Commanders, right? Wow. I mean, you know, Jimmy Graham also played. You know, he played in the NFL for a long time as a tight end, but I mean, he also played basketball at Miami. He did. You can look it up. He wore zero zero, power forward. I'm pretty sure. Wait, am I am I thinking about the right guy? Did Logan Thomas play basketball? Bears. He played for the Bears and Packers, number eighty. Bald guy. Oh no, I remember Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham was good. I was always a big Jimmy Graham guy. Okay, maybe I'm making up the Logan Thomas thing. Thomas <laughs> did. Uh, <laughs> You're thinking of someone. Who who is the tight end? Oh, you're thinking of oh my god, it's the guy from the Chargers. Antonio Gates. Right. No, I'm thinking of someone younger. Um, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's Antonio Gates. I think Tony Gonzalez, maybe. I, I don't. Who knows? I don't Antonio know. Gates did play basketball. He played at Kent State. That's that. That is one. A lot of lot of basketball. The you know football transition. The basketball maybe to tight end fight blind. <laughs> Alright, um, all right, sorry for the fake news. Um all right, so yeah, you guys got any potential br- freshman breakout players for the football team in 2023? Would Doug McDaniel count for slot? <laughs> <laughs> could pull the old the Kelvin Grady move and uh switch sports. He could. I mean, if we got T Will a linebacker, that guy goes in on rebounds. I think he'd be a great linebacker. You know, I was looking through my uh photos the other day and I this was from like back in 2014 when uh, John Teske was being recruited, and he actually originally committed to Michigan for football. What would John you... Teske? Yeah, and I, I have the, back, right? Have the article and everything. I, I I don't remember what position it said. I think it was like something on the line. But okay, uh, yeah, that I, makes sense. Okay, I think oh. it was like a football and basketball deal, but he just eventually just 
stuck with basketball. Probably good. Probably good a smart idea. <laughs> good for him. You know, mm-hmm. love the dual sport athletes. I would like to uh, see what uh, Isaiah Barnes could do with some jump balls. Just throw him. You know, you, know, you get like down in the red zone. Him at CB two. Oh, there we go. Now, now we're now we're talking. Now we're talking football right now. Now we're we're getting into it. You know, we're <laughs> we're into it right now. But can he run a six point one second hand time three cone drill? Is my question. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know who might be really good though? Jet at quarterback. What if we don't? What if we don't need? <laughs> <laughs> Jet, I feel like Jet would be a really good quarterback just in his size. Oh, yeah, you know, put put Jet Howard at that QB. That is so presumptuous to just think something he's never played. I, the way he shoots, people that can shoot good, like athletes that can shoot really good, for some reason, just turn into good quarterbacks. I don't know why that's true. That it's completely not based on reality. It's just based on my perception of it. And I feel like Jet Howard would be a good quarterback, man. I believe. I mean, I totally. love. Love you, Jet, but I mean, QB, you got to pass the ball. So, you know, I don't know. You're, you play at Michigan. You don't need to pass. <laughs> Come on. We don't need to do any of that stuff. You hand it off. You wouldn't tell me he'd be crazy on like a QB option or something, QB read. I mean, they'd just be keepers, I feel like. He's so oh, tall. Man. He wouldn't be able to stop him. <laughs> or tight end. Right. He'd be crazy. That's how we keep Jet out of the lottery. Uh, he's got the starting yeah, quarterback position in 2023. Get him in true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll go for that. Janine will love that. No, nah, yeah. Janine, yeah, she's she's basketball queen. We love her. She's the best. She's the best Michigan fan out there. But like All actual right. freshmen. We can we can do some actual freshmen. Like actual said, freshmen football players. Actual freshman Michigan football players. Cole Cabana's my guy. Everyone knows. I'm the guy. Cole Cabana. I've watched enough. I know he's gonna be him. Uh, you know, some guys on the radar, I think Samaj Morgan, a wide receiver coming in, you know, he seems to, you know, be a guy that seemed to fly on the radar. I love like Cameron Calhoun and Jair Hill kind of already kind of waxed poetic about them. Uh, you know, Etta, I'm a fan, you know, he's our highest rated recruit. So not like the hottest take in the world to say that he'll be really good, but like, I like him. I like him a lot. I mean, he thinks, you know, I think he, he has the power, you know, with, with, you know, just all the guys are developing that D line. So. That's a good one. And, you know, I think also uh, Nathan uh, Ifobi, is that how to say his name? Say his name properly? I think so. Okay. Yeah. No, the the inside line, uh, inside lineman out of Georgia. I, hey, I mean, I like it. You know, he's, he's got, he's got good size to him for, you know, a freshman is a guy that, you know, I mean, Sharon Moore can develop inside offensive lineman. You know, if there's a guy that can make a lineman, that's a, that's our guy, Sharon. So, I, I think honestly this class is underrated. You know, I think there's I think it could be a lot of contributors out of this class, kind of like 2018. I see a lot of like actual talent, you know, as compared yeah, to I, high ranking. I, like, I really like the receiver hall we got. I do too, secretly. Frederick Moore, Samaj Morgan, and Carmel English. I think that's a really good trio. And we need that. We need something like like for one of those, like three to break out would be huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised with Samaj Morgan. He was criminally underrated in high school. I know. He was super underrated. He was balling out. Yeah, he I put think, up huge numbers. The Michigan kids, I mean, the, the Michigan high school football kind of has like a stink on it. Uh, but uh, I, I think that has something to do with his ranking. But, um, yeah, he he, he, <laughs> he should not be a three-star. That, that's, that's really hilarious to me. Yeah, I kind of see him as like a KJ Hamler, but uh, a little bit more receiving ability. Um, 
kind of more of like a route runner, go up and get it as opposed to just a speed guy. I don't think he's that fast. I mean, KJ Hamler is really fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's what I meant by kind of more of just a, Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, okay, I'm like, that, that guy's really fast. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's that fast. But no, I mean, I think he runs great routes from what I've seen, just like some tape, you know. I, mean, I, I yeah, kind of like returns kickoffs. Um, yeah, he's going to be a great slot guy. Him and Tyler Morris and Roman Wilson. There you go. Got a lot of speed. Speed and Russ have a lot of space to throw to that speed. The thing is, though, I mean, if the run game is just killing it again like last year, I, I think we're still going to have a similar approach where we're not throwing the ball as much and maybe those young guys aren't getting out there. So, um, but I don't think that's any reason to be discouraged on any of them. Cause I mean, that's, that's basically what happened this past year. We didn't see much Tyler Morris or we didn't see much of, um, any of the, any of the other young guys like Walker, but, um, yeah, that's just because the run game was just <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I think we'll see Harbaugh open it up a little bit more this year. I think he'll have a little bit more trust in JJ. Uh, hopefully he learns from the, um, uh, Andre Anthony thing where, you know, you got to get these guys some touches I'll, and I'll go, also, you know. also just, you know, getting JJ those passes. So, you know, he makes those mistakes against, uh, Rutgers instead of TCU. Although now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe, maybe we, we he will be opening it, the, the uh, pass game up more just so we don't have another injury to Blake Corum because like that can't happen again. We, we have we way more running back depth this year, I think, than, than this, this last year. I mean, we gotta we gotta get Blake Corman some bubble wrap and just keep him. No, that's not entirely true. I mean, we can still do what we were doing this year. I mean, we I think legitimately we have so much more running back depth this re- this year compared to last year. I mean, like if you think about it, Ohio State's never had to face a healthy Blake Corum. Uh, Twenty no, never. He had a couple runs against them that were really long, but he was hurt in that game. Um, and then obviously this past year, he only had two carries because of the injury. So I mean, if he, I mean, I mean you're like. My my thought process is, you know, you got another year of Donovan Edwards. You got another now. You have a more developed CJ Stokes, which I, which I do believe. In. I'm I'm still a big buyer in CJ Stokes. And then we got Cole Cabana coming in, who I think is just an absolute lightning rod as far as speed. That those are those are four guys that could start on most, you know, just about every single college football roster. I think at some point in their careers. I think I think this running back room is incredibly deep. And then you also got guys like Isaiah Gash that contribute nicely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I, we'll see, really, you know, we could be all right. I think we'll see a lot more splitting the carries up a little bit more this year. Uh, try to get Blake to the end of the season healthy and uh, get get the down some more touches and uh, also just throw the ball around a little bit more. So I would definitely like to see a little bit more uh, variance in the offense this year. Personally, I want to see more spread. That's how I'm feeling. And the reason being is so in the TCU game, I mean, we really love the, score, the scoreboard. I don't think TCU's defense was some great, you know, great shakes or whatever but like i mean we really you know spread michigan was something very strange and it worked but like you're telling me if we're not like lining up for some teams and you know we immediately go spread after going our heavy sets with all our tight ends that we have with you know loveland and barner that we couldn't just you know start running it on them like like crazy just with their defense all spread out you know there's a lot of you know different movements we could do with our offense our offense is so talented at so many different positions like it would honestly be criminal to not do some spread and some heavy sets I'd love to see more spread from a, from a throwing perspective and a running perspective. I think, I think running with the spread is super underrated. People just don't think about it, but like 
it can really stress a defense, especially when you're a guy like, like Corum and you're as shifty as you are and you're as fast as you are and you're just, you know, as talented. I mean, he's, he's incredible. I mean, he's probably, you know, top three Michigan player I've seen in my life, you know. So, I mean, hey, let's do it. Like, they're getting Donald Edwards out there in that spread and running it. How do you guard for that? There's nothing you can do. And it worked in the playoffs. I mean, it scored a lot of points. Agree. That's kind of why I think that we'll have more spread as well. It's just like, I think it really worked well in the playoffs. I mean, you know, it did score a lot of points. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised we see more of it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, uh, I actually do have to cut this one a bit short. Um, Got to head out, but uh, this was fun. Um, you guys got any final thoughts? Uh, ma- just everyone make sure their internet's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. All right. Um, no, yeah, take us out, WD. Got to look how many days, doesn't he? <laughs> he's he's lacking. He's just got it pulled up. He's, oh, he doesn't have the website pulled up. Oh my gosh, this is this is a bad pod all the way around. I thought I, you I, just. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're head. talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's a there's a delay in the broadcast. It's just it's the internet. Like I just said. <laughs> oh, this okay. internet terrible. Gotcha. Now, why are you doing this? Uh, but uh, yeah, it has been 1,167 days since Ohio State beat Michigan. Wow, and counting. That's a lot of days. All right, go blue. Go, go blue. blue. I'm Marion Walker. Heisman cornerback, go blue.